Hello, welcome to the Jeff Macalino podcast. I'm glad you're here. Come keep me company for a while. I could, uh, I could use it. I've been uh, delaying uh, recording my podcast. Uh, rough, rough night. <laughs> rough day. I had a, I had a long, uh, long day. I actually recorded this podcast you're about to listen to on Friday night. When I'm done with the uh, recording that podcast, I get a text message from my son's flag football coach because I have a, a bachelor party and a couple of weddings early this year. I didn't want to sign up to coach my son's flag football team. I thought, you know, I, I offered assistance, uh, but I didn't want to be uh, stuck being the coach. Uh, but 9.30 at night, I get a text message saying, I just got, I spiked a fever. I'm not feeling well. Uh, would you be okay to coach the game tomorrow? <laughs> so I go into nutcase coach mode, digging out my old playbook. Um, and uh, this team had not practiced. Usually you get a practice in before the first game, at least. Uh, no practices. Uh, so I had to uh, quickly prepare what I was going to do to get these kids ready to play in a game. And, uh, yeah, so that was my Friday night. Really exciting. I woke up at about 3.30 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, not because I was preparing uh, that much for the game, uh, but because, you know, I just can't sleep when three or four hours straight. Um, and I went to bed, you know, around midnight. So that's what I get. <laughs> so I uh, I had to coach my son's team. Uh, my son got the ball a lot. Uh, and last play of the game, you know, two seconds left on the clock. We're down 14 to 7. Got a score to, uh, to give ourselves a chance to convert the extra point or the two-point conversion. I give a uh, handoff to James, uh, my son, of course, and he takes it. Subtle little juke. Then he outruns another kid to the corner, scores the touchdown. All the celebrating. Uh, we missed the uh, two-point conversion. And uh, I'm not a uh, an analytical uh, hipster like J John Harbaugh, who just didn't want to tie, so I went for two. Uh, extra points are passing only plays. Two-point conversions are about five yards further back, and you can run or pass. Uh, and this team was not going to be able to pass the ball for the conversion. So we had to uh, go for two so we could get a running play in that did not work. So my uh, interim head coaching uh, record falls to 0-1, and I happily hand the reins back to the uh, the regular regularly scheduled oof, uh, head coach uh, for the uh, remainder of the season, although... He's already asked me if I will assist a little bit, which I'll be happy to do. So uh, after that, gosh, there was football games. I went over to my dad's, my parents' house uh, to watch the, the Raiders lose their playoff game. Uh, then I'm thinking, I'm going to call it, you know, I was drinking, of course, when I was at my parents' house, kind of falling asleep on my couch. And my buddy texts me and says, hey, I'll come pick you up. We'll go out to Madeira Beach. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I was, I had to, when I woke up this morning on my couch at 10 AM, I then moved up 
to my bed and slept until 1.15 or so. So late start, dragging a little bit. I had to look at my security cameras to figure out when my buddy, uh, he, he drove me back from the beach. And then uh, it was a little after 4 a.m. when uh, he ended up leaving. So uh, quite a long 24, 25 hour day for me yesterday with a lot of fun, uh, fun stuff. I got to see the kids, coach flag football, see the parents, all of my siblings, except for my brother. Uh, and then I get to go out and see friends and uh, got pretty drunk. So great day all in all. <laughs> uh, quite a, I, I love days that have the, uh, a lot of variance in them where you can do things with the children and then do things with the friends and then you throw the family in, you know, it's a, it's a fun mix. Um, Hey, other weird news that's kind of cool. This podcast now has an IMDB page. Uh, I actually got uh, just, I'm not really sure how I stumbled upon this on IMDB, but uh, I was a guest on the podcast of Dana Pereira, uh, that trophy wife life. Uh, She was also a guest on my podcast. Uh, but that Trophy Wife Life has a IMDb page, uh, and uh, wouldn't you know it, that made that gave me an IMDb page because uh, I was on that uh, program as myself. So I sent in my podcast, and uh, they asked for a credits list, and uh, that was that. So we're there on IMDb. I can now offer credit. I think I don't really know how that that works. Honestly, but it's cool to uh, have the podcast on IMDb. Um, and if you don't know what that is, it's the the website or the app that you use when you're watching a movie or a TV show, and you say, "Where else have I seen that guy?" Well, that's where IMDb comes in handy. So, <laughs> so we're there. Um, and that brings me to this podcast episode. Uh, Ingrid Stefani joins me from Australia. Uh, and we are going to talk a lot about dating and single life, uh, both in our mid-30s. Uh, I had heard her on another podcast and thought she would be fun to have on um, because, you know, my failure uh, in uh, in my own life as far as uh, dating <laughs> in general. Uh, I rant a lot about dating apps. Uh, I do think that's a destructive, terrible thing, and I hate it. But we'll go into all of that, Ingrid and I, uh, and uh, yeah, that'll that'll do it. It's uh, it's I, I I do think it's it's fun to note there are a few times where I think the difference between being in Australia and America can be you can see the differences and the similarities in a lot of the things that we encountered uh, and talked about uh, on this uh, on this journey. All right. So enjoy the episode. I'll see you to wrap it up at the end. And now I welcome Ingrid Stefani to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you, Ingrid? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? Good, good. And I'll make the hacky joke I make every time I talk to someone uh, in the future that uh, you're coming to me from the future. So. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm glad to be looking into tomorrow. 
Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I'm glad I got you on the podcast because, um, I, I heard you on another podcast and, uh, uh, we, we, we chatted a, a little bit ahead of time before this podcast. And, uh, I, I thought we could have a fun conversation about dating. Um, and I, I, I should quickly jump in and mention she's from the future because she's in Australia. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. can't tell from her voice. Um, I realized that could sound really stupid or crazy to some people. <laughs> how, how, before we get into dating, how are things in Australia right now? Uh, the borders opening up, um, international travel now. I'm pretty sure you can come right in if you're double vaxxed and, um, uh, and you can home quarantine now from international travel. So I think we're getting to the stage where it's just everyone's going to get it and, yeah, we're moving on with our lives. It's actually pretty good, really. I mean, there's a lot of people in ISO um, and the healthcare system's taking a bit of a brunt but i don't think that's much different from anywhere else really no no it doesn't sound like Mm. it it um it was probably i guess was this is a decent segue it was probably a it's probably been a tough dating scene for the past couple years i would assume yeah like i mean we've had we've had been pretty lucky with restaurants and bars and stuff opening up um but it's still you know wearing your mask on a date or you know, going for a coffee, like it's definitely not um, the way that it used to be um, with dating. And then also you, you find yourself talking online with people for ages and ages because everyone's in lockdown. So you've had like this, you know, three week, four week conversation with someone that you end up on a date with, whereas I probably wouldn't talk for that long online before meeting up with someone. So I think that definitely changes your mind about who this person is because you start to make um, yeah, you start to get an idea for about who they are before you meet up with them. Yeah, I can't. And sometimes it's right, and sometimes you're not right, you know? Well, it's yeah. it, it, the online persona, I feel like, is so different. It, maybe this is a personal experience. I, yeah. I, I tend to be pretty sarcastic and kind of dry humor. And yeah. in typing from someone who doesn't know me, that just does not go off well. No. I just sound like a, a immature or an asshole when generally I'm just making a silly joke that, you know, people yeah. who know me who can actually face to face communicate with me would get that in a second. But online, that's yeah. a that's a whole different game. I think reading a joke is very different to, um, you know, acting it out. And yeah, Jim yeah. Jeffries does one on that. Actually, he talks about how his jokes um, would go if he just read them. Mm. And then he reads out some of his jokes and you're like, yeah, that actually does sound really bad. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I saw that bit. He's, yeah. he's good. I, he's I so good. Yeah, I'm lucky. Uh, I'm in Florida and Florida, yeah. you know, my personal experience was like for two months when we actually had like no COVID whatsoever. Yeah. Odd for two months. Uh, we were March to May of 2020. Now mm-hmm. my years are all jumbled up. It was a pretty hard lockdown. Didn't see anybody, my friends. Uh, I, I'd yeah. see my parents because they'd watch my kids during the week while I worked from home. Yeah. Um, 
didn't see my friends for two, two and a half months. And even the first time I hung out with them, like these are people yeah. I knew for years, like my closest friends, I felt very awkward around them. And that was only like less than three months without seeing yeah. and interacting socially. Uh, and it's like, I can't imagine. And we weren't wearing masks or anything We, you know, yeah. masks didn't really become too much of a thing in Florida. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, the other thing with masks, I'm also really, I do, I, I don't have the greatest hearing and I didn't realize how much I read lips. Yeah, uh, same. When, uh, and I do the, I, I've noticed old people doing this and I always make fun of them. And then I realized I do the exact same thing when someone <laughs> says something and I can't hear it. I'm like, yeah. what? I, ye yeah. I yell back at them like they're the, you know, I, yeah, me being yeah, louder is going to fix it. my hearing. <laughs> yeah, no, so, I get it. Yeah. So so me going on a date wearing a mask, although I think I think it could help visually. I, I think yeah. it would go miserably. <laughs> <laughs> me just yelling um, across the table. What did you say? <laughs> We could take them off when we sat down for drinks. That was mm. the thing. So you had to just wear your mask there. But then I always found it really awkward when you first meet someone because I would always, like, go in for a bit of a hug. And you're wearing your mask. So, I feel, yeah, like that first interaction, I feel like, is always really – it's awkward already on a first date. And then you've got the mask and COVID on top of it. And then you don't really know where someone's comfortable with like some people are really super, you know, cautious, whereas other people, you know, aren't so cautious. So then you're sort of left with this, well, do I go in for the hug? Do I not? Do I, you know, and it's a hard, like, you know, it's a hard thing to talk about online before you meet up with someone and be like, oh, so which bits are you comfortable with and which bits are you not? Like, it's, yeah. yeah. Do we elbow bump, fist bump, handshake? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and there, there were, I don't know if this happened uh, with dating apps where you were, but there were literally some female profiles that I would go through and every yeah. picture they were wearing a mask. And I'm like, you really think I am going to possibly match with someone who I've not seen any? I, I know that's terribly yeah. shallow, but at the same time, yeah, <laughs> feel like if well, every picture you're wearing a mask, you, you must be hiding something. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the same with like guys that are always wearing hats or like really far away photos. I think you're just like, why wouldn't you just put yourself or they have photos with their friend in every single one. And then the last photo will be just a photo of them. And then you realize that they've used their good looking friend to get you into their profile. And then at the end, they show who they really are. And you're like, well, as if I wasn't going to figure that out, like. Oh, women, like even, women do that too, though. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. And age, that's another thing. Um, like, people don't put their real age on there. And then in their bio, it will say, I'm actually 46, but I'm just say that I'm 32. So that then I fit into another, like, category of dating. And I'm like, my God, why, why, why are we... That's like, interesting. Come to, to think that we, we need to lie to attract um a partner i just I, the whole point of getting online and meeting someone is to be transparent and to get close to someone and to build a relationship with them 
but we've created this culture where there's this like mask that everyone's wearing and we can hide behind our screens and say this is who we are so that we can you know market ourselves better to attract love but then the very reason that we've marketed ourselves is going to be based on a lie so then the relationship's going to fall apart for other reasons like the trust isn't going to be there and the misrepresentation is going to come you know out at some point and I mean when I dated in my early 20s I don't ever I don't even even remember knowing how old someone was really when I first met them like it wasn't even a question of you know how I just assumed that they were a similar age to me so whereas now it's such a you know oh he's this age and that age and I think we make judgments and calls of where people are in their life and you know um and whether that person is you know worthy of a date based on how old they are and it and I just think everyone is worthy of love everyone is um going to meet um for various different reasons and then if we have all these judgments I think online has just created a lot of stigmas attached to um different things in life that are just normal like if you met them at a party or you met them through friends you probably wouldn't even be thinking of those things you'd just be thinking you know this person's nice I'm attracted to them and I'm enjoying their company like it probably wouldn't go any further than that and I think I do it I definitely think there are guys that if I'd met in person I probably would like but because of my own um, beliefs that I've got going on or what I think is right for me I probably don't match with them like I probably don't match with them based on my own biases. It's, I, I feel like that's a huge problem with online dating. There, there's two, two things. And you know, one of my personal qualms with it is my own profile. But, mm. but to, to me, my contention is, so one thing I always wanted to avoid doing in setting up a dating profile is I didn't want, pictures with me and a bunch of other people where it's like well this guy yeah. and this guy are cute this guy's okay I don't know about those three I don't know which one this guy is so I didn't want yeah. a profile full of those I didn't want pictures with me and my kids uh yeah. because I think that's weird uh yeah so I'd either have to very oddly crop photos so that it yeah. was just me in a weird position between yeah. people um or as, as and I sent you my I think I sent you the stand up bit where I did I, I have a bunch of photos that people took of me passed out in different locations yeah. and I just threw them up on my dating profile because they were at least pictures of just me nobody else yeah. uh, the good ones I'm wearing sunglasses so you can barely tell yeah. I'm, I'm passed out somewhere <laughs> but yeah. it's my thing with so I've always said with a woman at least I feel like women get pictures taken like alone or with one friend yeah. that's appropriate with a man. It's like, if you have pictures of just yourself, I feel like there's yeah. something wrong with you. Yeah. It's like, so, so me, it's like, I can't even find good pictures of me because I don't take pictures of me. And I, it just seems so weird to me, but again, maybe that's actually just on me. <laughs> I think like a lot, of, I, I, if a guy has really good photos of himself, I think he's either got a sister or a girl or a friend that's helped him because 
you, they're, they're all they're all bad. Like the only ones that I have seen with a guy on his own um, are usually selfies, or he has some sort of hobby where he's got photos of that hobby, like football or surfing or something. And yeah, gotcha. I'm but, yeah. I'm a groomsman in two weddings early in this year, so I'm thinking I'll just pay the photographer some money to take some good one solo shots of me in a tuxedo. Yeah. <laughs> that is always I I went on a date once and I assumed that it was him as a groomsman, but then I realized that he cropped his ex-wife out of oh, oh. photos for his profile picture. And I was like, really? That's one like, thing I so, did not ever do. <laughs> I'm like, but I assumed that he was a groomsman. So yeah. Yeah, no, that was that was where I drew the line when I was originally, um, you know, because early 20s, we're the same age. So early 20s, yeah. I don't know if your uh, or impulse was the same, but I thought online dating was for weirdos who can't get dates in person. Like Absolutely. No, nobody did online dating. You met, you yeah. went out and you met people and, and you got dates, you did whatever. Um, yeah. But I knocked up my college girlfriend at 22 and my dating went at 22 Yeah, and then uh, got separated at 27. And, you know, a year mm. later when I'm like, Hey, let me, let me go out there. I was, I was actually talking to a girl at a bar and she asked me where, I, what dating pr- websites I was on. And I'm like, I don't do that. And she's like, that's, that's kind of sketchy. And she left. And I'm like, really, you need to be on dating sites to get dates now. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, the whole, as I remember when I was 18, 19, um, we had, I think it was like RSVP or something. But yeah, it was for older divorced people, like 40s, 50s. And that was just the stigma it had around it. Whereas now, if you didn't meet online, it's like, well, how did you meet? Like, it, right. I think it's the, it's the minority of people that don't meet online. Um but I think it's just luck of the draw. It's it's just a roll of the dice. There are so many different things that affect two people coming together. Um, and online dating, like you're really just meeting up with someone. You don't know a lot about them. You probably already made up your mind about who they are as a person based on a few bits of information. And then you meet up and the expectation is you kind of get to try and know each other other to decide whether or not you want to be in a relationship together whereas when you meet someone like when I was in London and I met um, a guy doing like a course that I was doing over there it's so different like I didn't the first time I met him the last thing on my mind was am I going to be in a relationship with you or not like is there chemistry like I didn't have this sort of tick and flick going through my mind and it wasn't until I sort of started seeing him for maybe six weeks that then I was like oh yeah maybe I am attracted to him so but if I'm on a date I make up my I'm thinking to myself within the first like half an hour to an hour am I attracted to this person like you know like physically attracted to this person whereas I think in real life or off offline I'm not thinking that at all like I don't so it creates this filter of what we think is right for us um yeah based on very small amounts of information I think 
it puts an irrational amount of pressure yeah small scenario uh yeah and see and that's it's it's funny you say it so i i've always declared myself the worst dater on the planet because i am not i'm nice i'm i'm funny but i'm not yeah flirtatious i'm not really i'm just trying to have conversation with with the the lady i'm not trying to you know yeah like charismatic yeah yeah i'm just i'm just trying to have a a a normal conversation like a normal person would with someone they're trying to get to know and it it came to my attention that i i may have mom can my mom if she's listening can put on her earmuffs to this part but (laughs) like i i i had at least two dates where i've actually met the girl at a bar and hooked up with her the first night i met her and later went on a date with her and didn't even kiss her and never had a second date because it was and it's like that's that's weird I was off the first night now obviously there's probably some alcohol involved on both of our parts but yeah second time she seemed to have no interest or I didn't have any I don't I think that's just like (laughs) if you do it too soon it can yeah I, I feel like it either raises your expectations or I know it can work both ways uh like my friend my one of my best mates is Norwegian and she said that most people in Norway go out they go clubbing they sleep on the first night they see whether it's good and then the next then they start dating but the first thing they want to know is is there any chemistry there and I was like that's interesting because in Australia, I don't know about America, but in Australia, it's very much if you sleep with someone on the first day, on the first night, then there's potential that that's probably not going anywhere. And that's the culture that we have. We have this very, if you sleep with someone too soon or you put out too soon, either he's going to judge you for being a slut. No guy wants to be with a slut. And he's going to think you do that with every single guy. And then he's not going to be interested anymore. And I did believe that for a long time. But then there were certain situations when I've been traveling that then I ended up in a relationship with someone who was a one night stand. And then that made me question it. So I'm like, hang on a second. Maybe like, like maybe they're just not interested anyway. You know, like maybe it wasn't just what I did. Maybe that maybe they just weren't that interested in the first place. Cause the times where that has happened, the guy's genuinely been interested in me. It doesn't really matter like when we had sex. Like it didn't matter. Like it's not. It wasn't a it wasn't a big deal. So yeah, I think that culture of oh you've got to hold off, you've got to hold off, or you've got to wait till the guy texts you, and like some of it, it's kind of sexy. Some of it, <laughs> yeah, like some of it's okay. But I also feel like if you're trying to be like so emotionally, you know, not express any emotional need, not be available to get them to chase you then you're going to attract a very emotionally mature guy who just probably wants to chase you. And then when he gets you, he's probably not going to be that interested because if you don't tell, like, in the beginning, start to, like, express yourself in a way that a guy has to step up and meet your emotional needs, like, it's not, like, it's straight away it's probably going to be too much, but, like, tiny things in the beginning can just be as simple as like, this is when I'm available or just see how he does with, you know, scheduling dates and things like that. Um, but we're, we're being brought up to believe that 
the more standoffish we are and the more busy we are um, and the more unemotionally available we are, the more attractive we become to men. And I don't know how, and I have tried to do those sorts of things in the past, in my early 20s, I will probably more like my late 20s because I thought that's what, and it does work. Like you do get guys that chase you and yeah, it is good for your confidence or whatever, but that's not going to make a like lasting relationship. Like you have to be vulnerable and you have to, you know, be ready to share um, what your needs are and what your thoughts are and what your expectations are. And, you know, while I agree that's probably, you know, the first three or four dates is not really the time and place for that because uh, it's like a bit full on. But I think the dating culture now um, is very much like you have to sort of pretend you've got all these other dates going on and that you're really busy and unavailable to be attractive to someone. And that's that's not really expressing your qualities or your likes or your dreams or your hopes, which is probably going to make your relationship last longer um, and, you know, be more fulfilling. Yeah, I don't, it, it all, the dating apps, I think, maybe helped promote this, but it probably was like this before then. It's so yeah. much of a game. It's yeah. not... It, nobody you, you don't want to be honest you don't i mean it, there's always been a thing you know you don't want to text right away after a date yeah. you don't want to yeah it's ask all that. Her, if you yeah. if you pick uh, you get a girl's phone number you want to wait a few days before you text her that's yeah. always the rule uh it yeah. used to be call but now calling is really crazy over oh <laughs> that's like you must be a psycho if you want to call someone well, I, to to them, right? I just assume <laughs> if someone calls me that they're telling me someone died like it's got to be something they can't text. Like so and so died, so they got to call me on the phone. So they got to call. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I know. I don't know why it's crazy. The, the phone yeah. ringing. The it's yeah. That, well, that's a whole another topic. But yeah, the the mm. doorbell ringing and the phone ringing unexpectedly are like, what what yeah. is going on? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it it's a shame that. To me, I mean, I'm a very, uh, as people who listen to my podcast can probably tell, I'm an oversharer and I'm authentic. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't like yeah. to, 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 to play games or I just like to be myself. Yeah. And that is such a negative when it comes to dating, being honest right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it shouldn't be. <laughs> I don't think it should be. Like, it's, yeah, I, I definitely feel that. When I date a guy like sort of early 40s, I feel like I can just be a little more authentic because I think the culture is not as ingrained in them. But if I date a guy like that's 32, 33, I think I'm going to like, I'd be very aware that he is probably have this dating culture very ingrained in him and I probably would wouldn't share as much and I'd probably do the whole standoffish thing more so than if I dated a guy that was like maybe being married divorced with kids in his early 40s because I know that he's probably not going to be attracted as much to that game whereas a guy in his early 30s definitely think I would approach it completely different 
Yeah, it's and, and that's another uh, fun thing um, that I, I've had to go through the dating. The being divorced has never really been an issue that anyone's brought up, but the having two children, mm. uh, I've I've learned the hard way <laughs> many mm. times in my in my late twenties when I started dating mm. or, or saying things. Uh, age appropriate women had no interest in dating, and I I could not blame them. Yeah, uh, but they didn't had no interest in dating a guy who already had children yeah then uh and i mean i i had several dates where i just then went into a mode where it's like i won't bring up the fact that i have a chill that i have children yeah right, right off the bat there's no reason to advertise it and then it's like well i kind of gotta tell them especially if they want to go back to my place because they're mm. gonna wonder why i have kids toys all over the place <laughs> yeah right <laughs> why do you have a crib in that bedroom <laughs> Oh, I just like, I just like them. <laughs> That's normal. Yeah, I just like yeah. Barbie dolls. I just have a crib in there just yeah. for shits and giggles. Yeah. And I never, I never wanted to lie, but I went through a phase where I'm just like, I'm just not going to tell them until I need to. Yeah, I've dated guys that have told me, I, they haven't told me till I've asked them. So I don't know how, I don't know, it. It's a, it's a mixed emotion, really, because it's a misrepresentation. And, and, and I get why you wouldn't tell people straight away. Like, I totally get why. Um, but I suppose, yeah, how early on you then tell them about it. And I suppose how honest you are about why you didn't, why you didn't give up that information. And I think if you do it early enough and you're honest about that information and you just felt like you know I was just a bit insecure about it I had you know people it didn't work out for me in the past so now I'm just trying to change things up like I think someone reasonable would probably like understand that but then it always comes back down to a say well okay well what other things are you now hiding and I think that's if there's nothing else then that's fine but then if there's other things then it's like all right, well, how comfortable are you in your life to be really wanting someone else in it? Right. And I, my, my excuse, and I'll say this, I never, mm. I think, went through a full first date without saying it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And to... I, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I never, I never slept with a woman under false pretenses or anything. Just to yeah. set the record straight. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not true, but it had nothing to do with my kids. I that's a yeah. story. But uh, but uh, uh, yeah, it, well, my thing when they're like, "Well, why didn't you put that on your dating profile or something?" It's like, "Well, I'm not yeah. looking for a stepmom. I don't want it, yeah. you to have anything to do with my kids." Yeah. I'm just looking yeah. for someone I can hang out with when yeah. I don't have my kids. And then yeah. maybe if things work out, eventually you will fold them in together. Yeah. 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 I get it. I think, yeah. And I think, yeah, if you did it early enough and that was your reasons, then yeah, not, yeah. People lie about way worse things than that. So um, yeah. <laughs> the um, one thing I, I, just to jump back, you, you had mentioned earlier and I just thought this was funny. And it may have just been the example you used about a guy lying about he put his aids younger and in the profile, Mm -hmm. he says he's actually Mm -hmm. older. 
Every time I have seen that on dating apps with a female, it has always been a female saying she is mid twenties, late twenties. And then in the thing, she says she's 19 or she's 21 or 20 way younger. And I'm like, that's so messed up. But I wonder if that's, I wonder if women actually, or young women lie about being older and old men lie about being younger. That's just a weird, I don't, I don't think that, and this is a, another bad, I don't know. I don't know if it's a sexist thing, but mm. older men, I feel like don't get a bad rap anymore, which I guess that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Um, and maybe the young girls want to date the older guys now because they're kind of catching on that guys in their 20s are douchebags. <laughs> yeah 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 it could be it could be like I think guys start to I notice a huge difference when a, a guy hits 40 um in terms of their emotional maturity and their ability to kind of work through conflict um and talk about things um I think guys the guys that I've dated in their 30s sometimes are just they just avoid it you know, as soon as one little thing comes up, they're like, oh, no, this doesn't feel good. Like, I'm out. Like, And I think if you, I think that's another thing that we sensationalise relationships um, to a point where we think we're going to feel good all the time being with someone. And then when we're not with someone, we're going to feel bad. And that's so negative because when you are in a relationship, you're not going to be feeling good all the time. Like things are going to come up. You're going to have emotions. You're going to have past situations that you've been through that have been traumatizing for you. And you kind of project that onto the other person. And if you don't have the insight to really realize that um, and to work through it, and you're still looking for, you know, someone else where you don't feel like that, it's not going to work. Like, I remember this guy ended it with me. We dated for like two months. Um, things were going really well. And he just broke up with me all of a sudden because he was like, I don't feel excited anymore. And I was like, that's because I've been dating for two months. Like, do you, I'm like, I don't feel excited every time I see you either. Like, that's just, you know, but he was just so insecure that he couldn't, work through his emotions to realize that because I said to him you know like next week you're probably going to feel excited about me again right because that's how emotions work you kind of they get there they come in waves and I, I really wanted to try and understand like where he was coming from so I was like well do you have feelings for me and he was like yeah so I'm like do do we have the same values do you think we want the same things out of life yeah so I'm like do you think like our the way that our families are would be, you know, on on a similar page in terms of you know our relationships with our parents and that? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, well, what else do you really want from a relationship? Like, what are you looking for? And he's like, I want someone to make me happy. And I he goes, I was excited about you but now it's gone. And I'm like, but that's like the next stage of the relationship because that excitement goes away 
and then you know you have all those other things that you like about someone there and he's just like no that's it that was that was where he wanted to end it because of that initial excitement was gone and I'm like this is this is him not dealing with his emotions but it's also the way that we think that we should feel in relationships is that we're going to be happy all the time. You're not happy all the time when you're single. I don't see how you're going to be happy all the time when you're in a relationship. And then to think that your partner's responsible for that is just a whole another level of like complexity because how can someone that you're with be responsible for how you feel all the time? Like it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, it, it's such a, it, it's like I, Peter Pan, like, I don't want to grow up. <laughs> I'm just going to, yeah. uh, it must be your fault. I, I, I need, if I'm not happy, it's not my fault. It's someone else's fault. I'll, yeah. I'll blame them. That's, but I, I think that's how, I, I do think that's how a lot of people feel. And I think it's gross. I was yeah. talking just the other day about how I admired, um, uh indians who have arranged marriages mm. and now some of them are not great but a lot yeah. of them they love each other they didn't even yeah. get to like date they were like you're marrying that one yeah figure it out it's, yeah and guess what you grow together you you embrace the unhappiness yeah. and the struggles together it's yeah. work a relationship's not supposed to be like super easy barely barely yeah all happy all the time nobody's life is all happy all the time no exactly and i think that yeah we we miss that that um because once you do have conflict and you do resolve it like you end up closer to that person like that's the whole idea of it like if you can work through it you're going to end up understanding that person more um but if you don't and you just avoid it um, and you just run away, like you're going to keep doing that for a long time, I think. And the other thing is you can just get back online and meet someone else. And it is. You just get straight back out there. It is such, I mean, you and I both know the, how these dating apps work as far as you, you get pictures and you just swipe your finger. Mm. Yeah. It's like a game. Like I play solitaire on my phone sometimes just to, yeah. I feel like it helps focus my mind sometimes just if i'm distracted i i can't focus play a game of solitaire on my phone and it'll it'll lock me back in just to yeah i don't know it's a but dating apps are like that it's like just go swipe some pictures swipe right if you like them swipe left if the if you don't um and it it is it's a game it's not it, it's not how someone should now granted most people on there are not looking to find love they're looking to find sex i i yeah. assume uh um, yeah but even with that gosh mm. I, the the best experience i had uh my phone uh company sucked for a long time so when i was at work i could not get a signal so i could go yeah. on the dating apps and the photos wouldn't load so all i could read was actually the profile on like yeah. tinder and right. we did me and my buddy who had a signal mm. We did what was called blind Tinder. I would just read the profile and be like, I'm going to like her or dislike her based on the profile. And then anyone I liked, I would send to him. And now the other, we, we also did where I predicted what she would look like and everything like that based on her profile. 
it was a fun game. We called it blind tinder, real original. Um, but I thought I'm part of me is thinking the whole time, like, this is how all dating apps should be. You actually have to write about yourself or answer some questions yeah. about yourself. Yeah. And then if somebody else likes that, then you exchange photos. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just superficially yeah. be like, I like boobs. That's going yeah. this way. Or I don't, yeah. don't like bald guys. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. I don't and like bald guys I either. Think, <laughs> <laughs> I think just also like drip feeding it to us a bit, you know, you're allowed five matches a day and you have to actually look at those five profiles properly. The fact that we can view a hundred profiles every single day, like how do you filter all that information? Um, yeah. And like, I mean, you can just look like, I've tried to do the whole, um, okay, this is what I sort of want. This is the target um, I want in terms of age and where they're at with their life. Um, and I've done, and I've done that. And then I get there and I've dated and there's just no chemistry. And then I've gone, okay, well, I'm just going to go out with guys that I think there's chemistry there, like, and not worry about anything else about their life and just go with that. And then I meet up with them and it is like, it is right. I am right. There was chemistry and attraction there, but we just want completely different things. Like, so I think it's just to try and find where it all adds up in terms of circumstances, what you both want um, and values and chemistry, and then to both be emotionally ready for a relationship. Right. And then to try and find that for a female in the time frame that you've got to have children, I just think like it's not it's it will work for some people, but I think there's going to be more and more women out there who don't meet men when they're in their fertile years, and I think there's a lot of stigma around that. The amount of times that I felt like beating myself up over that and felt low about that, and had conversations with friends and family about it. And the stigma is that there's something wrong with you. If you've gone on this many dates and it hasn't turned out that you've loved that person, then you must be doing something wrong. You need fixing, you need to do some soul searching, you need to start more hobbies. Uh, you need to be not too needy, not too desperate. You need to present yourself like this. And to think that women, single women, need to turn themselves inside out to find love is so wrong. And I think that I don't know whether we expect that of guys. I, I feel that we don't have the same expectations of guys. I think that men are viewed as getting older and having experience and women are viewed as getting older and depreciating in their years and their youth and their health. Yeah. And it's I think terrible. there's, yeah um men so, get away with yeah. a lot of it because they're and it, it's not an incorrect viewpoint but we're the immature ones so yeah, a, a guy need maturing right so so we're the same age mm. if i go make a fool of myself they'll be like ah he's a boy he's a guy he's yeah. just you know mm. if mm. you go do the same thing it's like she's old enough to know better 
I, yeah. I feel like that. Yeah. I feel like that. And maybe I don't know. <laughs> I have sisters, so maybe I'm overthinking and I'm I'm anti-sexism. So well, <laughs> I'm just, I, I think that's think, a built-in excuse. Yeah, like I I definitely used to think that maybe I was just being overly sensitive because I remember thinking as well, like we don't celebrate many things that happen in single people's lives. Like, um, you know, for example, like I bought my own house, like I've got my own townhouse, I've got done my masters, I've done renovations, I've bought a car, I've got a dog. And like, while I have, you know, made an effort to gather people around when those life events happened for me and when I'd worked hard for it, it wasn't celebrated in the same way as like a wedding or, you know, people's honeymoons or a baby shower or something that's surrounded two people coming together. And it is kind of sad that we think that you found something external of yourself to make yourself happy that you don't actually work for, you didn't actually put in any, any real effort to meet that person. It was just that you rolled a double six on that day. And we celebrate that as a society far more than we do someone's personal effort and sacrifice and hard work to achieve something. And I think that comes down to like we we, we value someone more when they're in a relationship because we feel that they don't have anything wrong with them now because they must have done all the right things on dates they must have said all the right things they must have played the game right they must have swiped at the right time they must have wore the right thing you know they must have um had gone through enough hardship to deserve it because that's another thing we think that we need to go through all this pain and agony to deserve a relationship and it doesn't, I don't think that that's right either. Like you're going to have those struggles when you're in a partnership as well. And you're going to go through pain when you're in a relationship as well, just because you're married doesn't mean that you don't have struggles or that you're happy, but we definitely celebrate, um, celebrate that more than, you know, single success. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting, uh, I had never really thought about it that way. And it's, I mean, to, to me, part of it's like, well, yeah, it's much easier to, to accomplish things when you have, when you have someone there to support you at home, yeah. as opposed to when you're by yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's, two incomes is way easier to have a life where, you know, you okay. can go on holiday and you can afford a place and, you know, all those things. And it's not like you can't do it on your own. It just takes longer um but yeah I, I think it's it's up to single people to uh, I think stand up for that and say that you know this is um what we what we need to be celebrating and get people around and um make a thing of it because if we don't the culture is never going to be it's never going to change well and that's the other thing with single people is we don't have people to throw the parties for us <laughs> yeah that's it that's it we, we have, have to, to do it ourselves or it doesn't happen yeah that's it 100 percent. yeah um but yeah it's an interesting now you're also i i've heard you're actually uh you're writing a book currently correct yes i am 
So I might, I like I started writing it in third person, then I was like, nah, I don't like this. Um, so I've just done it step by step. It's just I've labeled it before Tinder, during Tinder, and after Tinder, and just going <laughs> through every single date um, I've been on. Um, and just trying to see like the funny side of it and the things that people say and the expectations and the, you know, the attachment styles that people have. Um, and like I've changed everyone's name and the country and or like you won't know, like people won't know like who's who. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, I've looked online um, about, you know, how many dating books there are out there and there's really not that many on just individual dating stories so I hope I can get it out there like it's meant to be funny as well like it's meant to be light-hearted but there is some um yeah like they are they are little micro trauma stories as well because that is dating for you yeah, well, if it if it got turned into a movie, you know, it would turn into a, a cheesy rom-com where the last date ended yeah. in true love. <laughs> right, but, I exactly. Mean, hopefully that's, I mean, maybe it won't make the book, but hopefully that's real life. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that's where it goes, right? So what's one, what's a date, have you got a dating story? What's one of your, have you got a weird dating story, a funny one? Oh, the, um, the 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 worst one was one who i did not tell one of the ones yeah. where i did not tell her that i had children right and uh i i wanted to meet her at at a, at a bar for a few drinks yeah. uh and she insisted on on coming to pick me up that's odd hey. well because i lived really close to the place and she was right. coming from a half hour away I mean, generally it made sense, but, you know, and we had been talking like, you know, FaceTiming for a week. Yeah. Like I'd never yeah. actually spent that much time communicating with someone on a dating app. Yeah. yeah. This is the, the dating apps are always where I get my, my hatred for dating apps. I just, they make me angry. Mm. I can never, mm. I can never dislike someone who I, I met in person and it didn't work out. But dating apps, I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> but she came over and I, you know, she immediately when she came in, I had, you know, little Hot Wheels car sets. Mm -hmm. I had like a two-year-old and a four-year-old at the time. Yeah. I had clear baby toys there. She's like, do you live here alone? I'm like, well, I mean, I'm the only adult that lives here. <laughs> um. <laughs> The, it went from being the the most potential for a first date to we went out and she would not even she actually still drove me out and she did yeah. not speak holy shit so i had to sit off. there and just talk and she would be like uh-huh and i'm just like uh, why the hell did you even leave my house with me in the car yeah and so this whole time and she stayed out with me and then at a certain point, I'm like, well, I got a driver. I'm just going to yeah. I'm gonna switch from beer to whiskey. I'm just going to keep drinking because yeah, I'm the only keep... one talking. Otherwise, we're sitting here in awkward silence. I could ask her a million questions and she'd be like, uh-huh. Yeah, she was just so I could tell. So 
two hours i i got a little drunk and i'm just like hey you want to drive me home now <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do with that yeah and, and the next day she texts me she's like i'm sorry it's just not what i'm looking for and i'm like that's fine you could have still like talked to me instead of icing yeah, me out wow. for two hours and just making me sit there and just talk because i didn't like this awkward silent hatred that was going on yeah I, and i think that's what people do though they get pissed off about things and yeah they don't talk about it that's yeah i've, I've noticed a massive trend in that and i think it's men and women um you know, they make up their mind about something and they just go, this isn't what I'm looking for. And then instead of talking about it, um, yeah, because, like, you can't... Just because, like, someone doesn't fit a particular mould doesn't mean you can't build a relationship with them. Well, and my like, thing was, it's like you, you could have at least conversed with me. Or oh, if you were yeah. just like, I hate you, I never want to talk to you again, just, just say, I don't want to go out and leave. Don't yeah. bring me out and then sit there and just like, I, maybe that was her punishment for me. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm just going to make yeah. you suffer. Yeah. I don't it know. Was, it was the most on. awkward two hours of my life. Yeah. That's super awkward. Yeah. I, I th I've definitely got to dates before and we've just got nothing to talk about. And I don't know what it is or why that happens. I'm probably better at picking it now, but definitely in my late 20s, early 30s, I would go out on dates and I'm like, I've got, I've got nothing to talk about with this guy. Like, and I, they probably felt the same. We just had nothing to talk about. I think they're the worst ones because you both kind of just know that this is just not going to go well and it's not going to go anywhere and you just both want to get out of it. Yeah, I think I don't, Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there can be a worse date than that, where there's just like no talking, just like yeah, yeah. Because I feel like even if there's like no attraction there, you can like you can still have a good time with someone, right? Like if you can right. have a good conversation, and like even if there's no physical attraction, you can still you know get along and talk about stuff. And yeah, I think I'm better at picking it though. Like I just trust my gut now. Like if something's a bit off, I just I'm like, nah, I'm not even gonna waste my time. Um not even worth like the $30 it's gonna cost me to put on my makeup. So not even <laughs> not even gonna go there. Yeah, that's I, I feel like that's the uh and I, I feel like there's too much and maybe this is you know this is a, a guy's problem generally. The whole pick a oh, pick a first date place. I'm like, I I don't know. Obviously, someplace we can talk, right? Like, yeah, that's, you're not supposed to go to the movies on your first date. No, first. Actually, yeah. I, I mean, when you're like in middle school, then yeah, you, then, yeah, then you take the girl yeah. you're not going to talk to, but you might hold hands in the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> But like when you're a grown up, you, you want to go someplace. So I usually I'm like, I don't know, just dinner, not someplace like expensive or loud, like just someplace yeah. you can just yeah communicate. Yeah. It's kind of quiet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I I think sometimes I'll ask the guy to pick a place because I just want to see that he can make a decision because like nothing shits me more than someone that just can't 
make a decision. And then if they're always going to be like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I'm like, no, nah, I can't deal with that. So it, I didn't actually even care what they picked. It's just the fact that they went through the thought process and made up their mind. I'm like, sweet. That's all I need. Well, you can make up your mind about something. Nowadays, <laughs> I, I can I can pick a place and I, I hope that I'm not judged based on it. But I still always ask, like, do you have any dietary things I need to know Because <laughs> nowadays, yeah, it's like, I'll take you to a steakhouse and be like, I'm a vegan. Oh, well, you told me to it's pick. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work for me anyway. So glad we sorted that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. You should have told me that up front. I would have said, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> never. We're not going out anyway. So going nowhere. <sighs> I did. I did make the mistake once. I mean, I assume this was the problem because otherwise I'm obviously so charming, <laughs> but I did order a salad on a date once and I, I, I didn't realize, and, and things got really weird after that. And I was just mm -hmm. like, I just wanted something light that, yeah. you know, cause again, this was yeah. actually a woman I'd already been with one of yeah. those scenarios. So I'm, and things got weird after that and it was mm. like the, the i'm i'm thinking it back i'm like it wasn't me i'm like i bet it was me ordering a salad she just thought i can't be with a guy like this really to just you assuming i think i might be overestimating my my humor yeah i don't know that's so judgmental though well yeah but Again, I think the dating apps have kind of made that a thing. Oh, definitely. If there's one, so so <laughs> one thing, and I haven't gone on a date in dating apps. I, I haven't even been mm -hmm. on dating apps for over a year, I want to say, but uh, mm -hmm. it's been at least two years since I've actually gone on a date from a dating app. Yeah. And it got in America, at, at, mm -hmm. you know, 2020. And, and even before that, it got very political where people were like, yeah. I will not date someone who votes this way. I won't. I'm like, I'm uh, going to swipe left on all of y'all because <laughs> you guys yeah. are just nutcases. I don't care what your politics are, but if you won't date someone who doesn't have the same political views as you, I don't want to date you. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? I, I mean, I could probably deal with that. Like religion, I don't mind. As long as the guy is religious and he doesn't like want to try and make me religious, that's fine. Like I'll still date him. Um, Anti-vaxxers, no way. Nah. Like I've literally cut dates short because they've told me they're not going to get vaccinated. And like I'm a nurse and been working through the pandemic. So that's a hard no for me. I can't, I don't even have the energy to have that conversation and have that fight with someone i have a couple of times um engaged in having a discussion with some anti-vaxxers on um, instagram but they've got really nothing you are you an anti-vaxxer i probably just brought that up and then you're an anti-vaxxer no. I, I i i'm not well i don't like the label as anti-vaxxer yeah i right, personally okay, don't so... have the covid vaccine because i yeah. had covid like six months ago yeah so you probably have enough antibodies there I, well that's that's what i i was about to get it to be honest and then i got covid and then i did research yeah. i'm like well this should last me 
most yeah, studies say 12 months. to 18 yeah. months, yeah. six to 18 months, depending on the study. It's like, yeah. I'm probably good. And then I'm like, well, it's getting close to that. And then it's like, well, yeah. Omicron seems like it's pretty weak. But no, no, but yeah. no I, I don't, I wouldn't want to be labeled anti-vaxxer. I'll so say. there's no... <laughs> There's no like restrictions in Florida about going out to pubs and clubs if you're not vaccinated. No. no. Really? You can do anything. So you, you want can just do you just do anything you want. Oh yeah. You can't, well, you can't I, do that here. Here's the fun thing with Florida is like the COVID numbers, not really actually better than a lot of United States places that have strict yeah. restrictions. So it's like I don't know that it matter. I mean, it, masking and all that stuff and and the I like the vaccine. I we, Florida is highly vac- vaccinated. Yeah, so yeah, not, right. So taking the vaccine out of it, yeah. I'm like all the other things. I don't know that they matter as much. I, I'm assuming the vaccine is probably the main thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. think all the other the the. But yeah, no, we don't. No, we've been wide open for like a year and a half or more. Like you can go anywhere you want. No masks. No. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. I know. And that's, again, we're Floridians, it's so crazy when we're like, wait, you can't do that. At the- <laughs> yeah, like we can't, like it's mandated, the mask is mandated. You can't go to cafes, bars, restaurants, clubs if you're not vaccinated. You have to prove your vaccination certificate on entry. There are and, some states yeah. in the United States yeah. that are like that. And if Florida's not, and like yeah. New York has way more cases and deaths than yeah. Florida does, and they have. The, so it's like I don't know that it that part makes a difference. The vaccine again, Florida is highly because we have a lot of old people in Florida. Yeah, right. Okay. So I mean, there yeah. is a lot of. I I'm pretty sure we're one of the higher vaccinated states. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a weird. I, I I think everyone's going through pretty much the same thing, regardless of what they put on it that's just my personal thought yeah. looking at statistics but no i yeah. get i get your position as far as the team. yeah <laughs> yeah i think it depends how radical someone is like i always feel well, like someone's really radical about something i'm like oh why are you like that you know like i think that, that was exactly my point where yeah. people were like if you vote for joe biden i won't date you if you vote for donald trump i won't mm. date you i didn't vote for either one of them for the record yeah they're both idiots yeah yeah <laughs> so it's yeah. like um uh, but it, to me it's just like it, if if you're that dogmatic about this side or that side now again i i think the vaccine's kind of a if you're but again an anti-vaxxer to me is someone who is like they're putting i i had a guest on my podcast who said they're putting yeah. microchips in us and they're going to be able to make us explode by pressing a button and i'm like mm. okay <laughs> you probably need like so, yeah yep he also yeah. talked to he also communicated with three different archangels so okay interesting <laughs> interesting guest yeah yeah they're they're they can be fun <laughs> yeah wow fun is a yeah. Yeah, maybe not the right word to use interesting yeah very interesting <laughs> Yeah, no, that I and like people that make think that this is like the Holocaust, like people are trying to draw conclusions that it's their this is genocide. I'm like, hang on a second, what? 
So you're it's, saying that because, like, in World War Two, like, people were, you know, starved to death and tortured and, and you're saying that the government vaccinating us against a, a pandemic is similar? Like, okay, so you having to have an injection is the same as watching your family starve up to death like I, I can't understand how they feel so hard done by and so that they're making drawing that conclusion I I mean I've watched a few fair few documentaries well, and I've been to Auschwitz and I, I just can't see how you can say that it's an interesting well first of all uh, <laughs> uh yes <laughs> it's uh, where now if 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 they start taking unvaccinated people and throwing them into camps and torturing them, then yeah. you've got a different story. Yeah, we're not doing that. No one's no, doing. No, we're that. not. But we're but just hoping they die of natural causes. It's it's <laughs> a, uh, it's it's actually my I I feel like it's a pandemic, not to yeah. use the that word, but is uh, claiming victimhood is like yeah. a virtue nowadays like every yeah. like if i can claim i'm a victim of something it makes me a better person it's like no yeah it doesn't i mean not that it's your fault like if you are a victim of something i'm not saying you're bad yeah. but i'm saying it's not yeah. a, like an accomplishment to be a victim yeah yeah I mean, it, if you are truly a victim it's terrible i feel terrible but like you don't need to go looking for ways to make yourself into a victim of oppression or this, that, yeah. the other. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a, I feel like that's like the people like 10 years younger than us are like obsessed with that. Yes, I agree. They have a whole very special place in the world for that. Um, they're yeah, like being offended by things and all about Right. And like, like some, it's on, on some level, I get it. And I get that you do have a right to choose whether to be vaccinated or, or not, but your choice has consequences. And the consequence is that you don't get to go out and put other people's lives at risk because you're choosing not to get vaccinated. No one is mandating that you get vaccinated. There are just restrictions around where you can go and what you can do so that vulnerable people don't get sick. Yeah, I, I, I that, that argument, I, I don't love. And I'll, I, for two, because the marketing behind the vaccine mm -hmm. was if you get vaccinated, you can't get sick. Yeah. And I think that was false advertising. I think that was my main yeah. problem. It's like, because then it's like, well, why would vaccinated people care if there were unvaccinated people? Right. Yeah. But I but I think that was I think that was false we, advertising. We didn't have that of, set. We didn't have that marketing here. Oh, that, that was, was never, the United, yeah. You get the right, vaccine, yeah. you're safe. If you don't get the vaccine, you're gonna die. Okay, so like, yeah, no, that wasn't we didn't that, get that here. Joe Biden yeah. gave that speech. If if you're vaccinated, oh. you're gonna be fine. If you're not vaccinated, you're gonna have a deathly winter. And well, it was that's like Jesus Christ. Very, <laughs> black and white, very black and white. Well, yeah, yeah. that was that was where uh, the United States is gone. Mm -hmm. And I think Donald Trump's to blame for a lot of the over the top <laughs> theatrics. Although no. well, let's face it, it's existed <laughs> way before him. Uh, he just publicly he announced it. it. New level. 
yeah. and, and Joe Biden, uh, whoever is controlling the strings on that old puppet, uh, he, yeah, yeah, he, he's continuing uh, the same crazy. Just everything has got to be so. But that was the marketing in the United States. So it's like, well, right, wait, okay. so, so if you're vaccinated, you shouldn't have any fear whatsoever. Why? The unvaccinated people could die. That's right. that's the risk. That's the choice. Right. But yeah. the vaccinated shouldn't care about the unvaccinated because. Yeah, you, you just told them if they get the shot, they're not at risk anymore. <laughs> uh yeah right it's like it's and again i you know i think most of the american companies are the ones who did the vaccines so we probably got the the greatest marketing yeah (laughs) in quotation marks um it's i i do think regardless of i i do think the messaging from government is probably the biggest failure as far as yeah covid goes uh, and again, maybe that's more of an American centric thing because we've got, you know, Fauci who changed his mind 17 times on whether you should wear masks. Yeah. And then the CDC went hard. And then last week, the CDC said, oh, the masks actually don't do anything. It's like, well, that's an interesting yeah. thing to say. <laughs> yeah. I think it's. One well, of the, the masks we, that everyone wears yeah. doesn't do anything. Well, like in '95, yeah. I think if we're yeah in hospitals in the end '95, I think definitely yeah. Work, but they said the masks that I, the normal yeah. people are wearing yeah. are basically just nothing. Yeah, it's like well, probably. Then, but you've been yelling at us to wear them for you for so long. I think we just don't know how to manage this pandemic at all. I, I, um, I think I think that's it is that there's a lot mm-hmm. of assumptions being made without mm-hmm. you know it science is always mm-hmm. evolving. That's kind of yeah the the beauty of science. And it's yeah. like well, that that means you're gonna make mistakes both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but yeah it's to me my thing is like anyone who's like crazy anti this or anti that it's like well just hold on because you might be wrong yeah you'd be wrong yeah you know like the the anti-vax people and again some i i have not gotten it but i would not classify classify myself as Mm anti-vax i'm still yeah monitoring the situation and and all that um but it's like i you know i'm not gonna put my flag in the ground because I might be wrong Mm. and I don't like to be wrong. I would just like to keep, keep up to date. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and monitor things. It's, you know, yeah. I had COVID. It was delightful when I had it. I got two good nights sleep. Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, man, I could do this every six months and I would be happy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's good that it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm super young and obviously super healthy. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Super healthy. Uh, Super healthy. Um, so the, um, (laughs) we, we, we went on a whole COVID, uh, podcast too, in the middle. Uh, (laughs) we did (laughs) the COVID and dating. Well, it's so dating. I don't. Do you, do you have any thoughts on 
my thing is the future of dating doesn't seem like it's going to get any better. I think we just like, I think we need to talk about it. Like I, I think the apps definitely are a bad culture. We've date have added another layer of complexity. Um, but I think we need to move away from, you know, validate, we need to validate single life just as much as being in a couple. And I'll put my hand up and say that I always thought that I was going to meet someone by the time I was 35. I never thought that I'd be 35 and single and looking into, you know, IVF options and becoming a single parent and all that. Like, I never thought that that was going to be my path. And it probably didn't, I probably wasn't ever really challenged with my views on um, being in a relationship because that's how I always thought my life would go. And now it hasn't gone like that. And I, I have to really wonder why I feel so sad by that. Like, why am I not feeling positive about the things that I have in my life? Because I definitely, felt like that in my 20s like I traveled a lot and you know I did um, study and I had my career so I felt really happy about those things and I was really positive way more positive about being single in my 20s but it wasn't until I got to my 30s that I felt like it started to have negative connotations I felt that people used to pry about my personal life more about dating and want to know who I was dating what I was dating and I was like hang on a second, like, why is this all about me being in a relationship? Like, why is what's going on in my life as a single person about trying to find someone? Like, why can't it be about that I've got all these other things that I've been doing with my life and all these other accomplishments and achievements? And, um, and I think we do it, like, I mean, if we know someone that's dating a doctor or dating, um, you know, a pilot or an engineer or this or that, we start to think, we start to make assumptions about how intelligent that person is and how much value and worth they've got in the world because they're dating this guy who's really successful. Whereas if they're dating a cleaner or someone that's not as like successful, we make assumptions about um, how they value themselves as a person. And I just, think that everyone has a value and a purpose in their own in their own light and I think if I hadn't spent so much time being single I would never have seen it because I definitely think that I felt more validated being in a relationship than not and there, I think there are women out there that feel so bad being on their own that once they meet someone, they then start to feel sorry for other single women because they haven't done enough work on themselves to get themselves to a place where they feel good about themselves being on their own. The only way they know how to do that is to be in a relationship. And then once they get into a relationship, they then start to pity and feel sorry for the single people. And I think it's a vicious cycle. A vicious cycle of people feeling really shitty about themselves for being single, getting into relationships. Now I have all this validation and company and all these things that I can celebrate. And society says, yes, I now I don't feel so bad. Now I feel sorry for people who are single. And I've had that happen. It was only a party I went to like 
a few months ago and I remember this lady that I was talking to she was feeling really bad maybe six months before because she was single and I remember that she was like I'm done with dating I'm never dating again and blah 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 and I was like okay you know I get it um it's shit and then when she met someone and they've just moved in together and they've been together for six months and she talked to me as if she pitied me and I was like hang on a second (laughs) this is the very reason that you felt really bad about yourself like six months ago and now you're assuming that I feel that bad about myself because I'm not in a relationship so you're putting on me your own like you're projecting onto me your own feelings of inadequacy for not being in a relationship and I think it's up to single women and men to just like say that how that is um and we need like stopping these traditions like I'm not saying like stop getting married and stop celebrating these things but I think that the level that we go to um and yeah what that means for your own self-worth has become like very extreme yeah it's uh there's a a large swath of people and there are some men, but I do think most of them are, tend to be women who seem almost incapable of being single. Yeah. And they just go, you know, and it could be of all levels of relationship. It can be from a guy they were dating for three weeks and then mm. you hear they break up and a week later they're already dating someone else. It can be someone who gets mm. in a marriage and is separated, not even legally divorced mm. yet already dating someone else yeah and it's like there's a it's to me again as someone who got Mm. in a relationship that led to a marriage at 22 yeah and then got out at 27 Mm. or got separated i wasn't divorced for another couple of years legally but you know it's like i had so much self-growth that i didn't go through frankly. And I mean, I did go through self-growth because I had kids and I got a job, yeah. but I, I, I had self-growth while I was married and all that, but I had so much after my marriage for years that I would not have been able to accomplish if I was in a relationship. I yeah. would not have been able to explore what I actually enjoy, what I, um, you know what I want yeah exactly who I am myself you know I'm not one half of a person I'm a person I'd love to be one half of a great union if yeah I've kind of given up hope that that's ever going to happen and that's fine because I'm happy somewhat usually with myself (laughs) and I I think I, I feel bad almost for those people who go from relationship to relationship to relationship and cannot be single because I think they're almost stunting their own self-growth. And eventually one would think no matter how advanced their relationship is, that's going to come back to bite them. Yeah. Like eventually I think so. Um, And yeah, it's like, you know, changing our views around being single as having an opportunity to spend time on your own and to get to know yourself and the value in that. I don't think is celebrated. I don't think it's publicized. I don't think it's explored. I think it's labeled as you have some, 
deep emotional issues that you need to sort out um and that's why you're not in a relationship um but I just yeah we don't I don't think we value we don't value that as much um well we've got Eat Pray Love I think that's probably the only movie I can think of where we have celebrated her getting divorced and finding herself um but I can't really think of any other major movies or television shows that explore getting to know yourself and no well like like i said with your book if it got made into a movie you know it would be the sappy ending with it and that's that's how hollywood works that's how that's how it always is if it doesn't end and this really makes me want to make a movie or tv show that ends with Mm. the person ending up single yeah (laughs) but it, it it if it doesn't end with them finding love, well, that's not a, a, a an ending that anyone's yeah. going to buy into. Because I was thinking, no. I was thinking when you were saying that of all these movies. Well, I saw this movie about a break, uh, but they found love. I saw this movie about it. No, yeah. they found love. It's like, yeah, yeah that's kind of that's where it, that's where it, that's where it starts and ends, right? When you find love, like that's where that's yeah that that's how we're conditioned to think where it starts and where it ends is you find love i think we should make like february 12th or 16th we should make like international singles day where everyone who's in a relationship needs to buy gifts for all their single friends yeah anyone who's (laughs) not you can't be no girlfriend boyfriend (laughs) no marriage no, no fiance your single friends who haven't gone on a date in in two months or more it's yeah. gotta be like a you have to buy them a present. <laughs> yeah. International Singles Day. That's dope. Two days before or after Valentine's Day, just to Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Something to look forward to. Yeah. That's uh unfortunately I think a bunch of single people would celebrate that with their single friends. But <laughs> hey, that still would be progress, I think. Yes, I think so. Um, well. I'm looking at the clock and I've realized we have been rambling for a while, quite a while. So Ingrid, is there uh, any place that uh, my listeners should look to uh, follow you on social media or anything? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, Let me, it's I N G Y Y 87. And yeah, like I'm going to start posting some stuff. Um, I've got like other links to other podcasts that I've done on there. So. Excellent. Well, Ingrid, thank you so much for uh, coming to me from the future. Uh, (laughs) And uh, uh, I had fun chatting with you. Yeah, it's been great. I don't take pictures of myself. The only pictures I have is by scouring through text messages of pictures that friends have taken me and jet taken of me. And generally those are pictures of me passed out in different locations. Here's Well that was it. That was the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to Ingrid Stefani for joining me all the way from Australia, all the way from the future. Uh yeah, I hate dating apps. Uh not very good at dating, as you can probably tell. Uh, any single ladies in the Tampa Bay area, I'm obviously such a catch. You should hit me up. I'm on the uh, on the social medias. Uh, 
Uh, and even if you don't want to date me, you should follow me on social medias. There you go. Nice segue. Uh, thanks again to Ingrid for joining me. I did, in hindsight, I realize uh, we talked so long and I kind of glossed over the uh, something that yeah, a very interesting uh, thing, maybe, I don't know, different topic or maybe should have tied it in a little more. Uh, maybe I'll talk to her again in the future, but I, I you know, kind of didn't spend a lot of time uh, talking to her about the uh, IVF uh, thing. It, very interesting. Uh, and uh, applaud her for uh, for uh, doing that. Uh, you know, it's a cool topic. And I, I had heard her talk about that on another podcast. Um, and uh, very interesting conversation that I didn't have. But <laughs> uh, maybe in the future. And good luck as far as all that goes uh, to Ingrid. Uh, again, had a fun conversation with her uh you can follow her on her instagram in the the link is in the show notes and uh, if she ever gets that book out i will be certain to give it a read and uh see if she wants to uh come on the podcast to talk about it so that'll do it again give me a follow hey you can now rate this show on spotify uh i think they do star ratings just like apple you can also rate it on Apple if you have an iPhone. Uh, give me five stars or Spotify. I don't know if it's five or ten. I don't know. Just give me the highest rating. And now also you can go on IMDb and give me ten stars. That's double the stars as Apple. So there's that. Don't give me five stars on IMDb, please. Although, you know, what Breaking Bad's only like a 9.3 or something. So I can take a I can take a nine. I'll take a nine star. Be okay with that. All right. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, hit me up if you have any ideas, suggestions, questions. You know, I'm an open, uh, open book. All right. Be safe out there. Don't party all day like me. Peace.